Soccer Weekly back in Better Than Ever, episode 22 here on ESPN LA 710, your home for soccer talk in Southern California. I am Dave Denholm. We are hanging out with you for the next half hour, breaking down and working up the minutia that is World Cup qualifying, which begins on Friday. These are the games you got to start watching, building up to that thing you love every four years, even if you quote-unquote hate soccer. You tell me you love the World Cup. Well, guess what? For the United States, the final round of CONCACAF qualifying begins Friday. This is massive. This is essentially the start of the World Cup. I got a buddy, Adam, who's a diehard sports fan. Kind of likes soccer. Kind of doesn't, really, if I'm being honest. He's a bit of a hipster. He's falling in love with LAFC because their stuff looks cool, even though he doesn't have any idea when they actually start playing. But Adam asks me, what do I pay attention to next if I don't love the game where I want to watch it every 10 minutes like every other sport? World Cup qualifying. It's that simple. And for the United States, it can't start any bigger than Friday. We host El Tri, Mexico, our most bitter rivals on the pitch. Keep it to sports, people. On Friday at Columbus Crew Stadium, I think they call it Map Free Stadium or whoever sponsors that stadium, in Columbus, which has become essentially our bastion of strength when, it's come, when it comes to playing Mexico. The United States, Dosicero, you've heard of that probably. That, be, that became famous with the way the U.S. handles Mexico every time we play there with a 2-0 scoreline seemingly. Well, the rosters are out, and it is going to be a good one. First game in qualifying. Got to get off to a good start under Jurgen Klinsmann as we get ready for 2018 in Russia. Right? Good roster. I like the buildup of the roster, Jurgen. And look, I am no diehard Jurgen Klinsmann fan. I don't, uh, I don't have to bend over backwards to tell you that I'm not a big fan of his of late. But you got to praise him when he does things right. And he built a good, solid roster for this game. If we're taking a look, breaking it down, I love a few key players. I love Tim Howard right now, the way he's playing with Colorado. Oh, we'll get to that in a moment with the Galaxy. By the way, send me your tweets, uh, your questions on Twitter, at Talk Soccer, about my LA Galaxy. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. Don't worry. I'm going off on the Galaxy. But right now, I love what Tim Howard has done in net for Colorado. I wouldn't mind seeing him get the start against Mexico in Columbus, actually. And I think that'll probably happen. I'm, I, I don't have any information on that, but I do believe that it will probably go that route. If Brad Guzan is the guy chosen, that's fine, too. I got no problem with that. I love the way Josie Altidore is playing. He's on. And for all of his faults, and there are some, you've got right to criticize Josie Altidore at times. For all his faults, when he's on, he is very, very good. I'm talking, you can play anywhere good. And he's on. The way he's playing with TFC right now. You know who else I love? Fabian Johnson playing over at Mönchengladbach in, in the Bundesliga. Timmy Chandler has looked good for Eintracht Frankfurt, a team that's really, really impressing me of late. And Christian Pulisic. So a lot of the German connection. I love Sasha Kleshton being back in the roster. No surprise, I guess, after what he had done recently for Jurgen Klinsmann. Kind of reborn under Jurgen with Christian Pulisic on the on the pitch. I love that. That's great. I like the defense. It's solid. I got some issues with a few guys, but look, we're picking nits then. Up front, though, you got to have Josie go because we don't have a lot of depth. 
Jordan Morris has gotten injured. They've replaced him with Alan Gordon of our LA Galaxy. I don't like that. Gordon's probably not going to make the final roster. Remember, this. there's a few cuts that have to be made. Uh, Bobby Wood at Hamburg. He's living through a suspension now at Hamburg. He's all right. He's played okay. And Aaron Johansson is a pro for Werder Bremen. Not great, but a pro. But you got it's got to be Josie. And the U.S. might live and die with Josie Altador in this match. Key Mexican players to keep your eyes on, you know them. So many attacking options with this team. Holy cow for Juan Carlos Osorio. Now, the defense is solid. Don't get me wrong. Hector Moreno's playing great. Carlos Salcedo, Miguel Ayula. I mean, you know the names. The midfield and the forwards, this team. If they can get it together, I'll say it right now. If if Eltree can get it together, I'll whisper it because I sports hate them like no other team. If Eltree can get it together, this is the kind of team that can win the World Cup. I'm not a guy who doesn't believe in CONCACAF. You know what else? The United States can win the World Cup. We'll talk about that when we get closer to Russia. You heard it here first. And I'm the only guy who will tell you the truth. But Mexico has so much attacking available op- availability. I, the guy we love, who Jeff Big so wisely coined the Pachuca Bazooka, Irving Lozano, a youngster, is on fire. He's an option. I don't know that he'll get the start. Hector Herrera. I love what Marco Fabian's doing over at Eintracht as well in Germany. Oribe Peralta's just a pro. He'll see some time. He always just gives me fits. I just can't. Ah, I hate when he plays. He's so good. And, of course, Chicharito. I mean, they have options offensively. I'm not even talking about our guy, Gio Dos Santos, who's still kind of trying to break in under Osorio, really. But this is a loaded team. This game is going to be fantastic on Friday. You must watch. This is this is much CTV, right? The start of CONCACAF's final round. I'll make my prediction. It's going to sound cheesy, but it's going to be a nip and tuck game, and it's going to be one. I don't see us getting a winner. I see it's a one-one draw. These teams are really, really tight. I think Mexico is going to come in wanting to prove some stuff here in, in Columbus. I think the United States will certainly be willing to attack. If Mexico gets the first goal, I start to worry. My prediction is the United States grabs a goal in the first half, Mexico ties it up in the second, and that's how it's going to end. And remember, the United States goes right after Costa Rica then on Tuesday, the next Tuesday. So right into the into the frying pan here for the United States in CONCACAF. Probably the two toughest teams along with us in the group. Bam, right out of the gate. The United States cannot afford to stumble. Cannot afford that. We must come out ready to play. So I'm looking forward to it. It should be. Uh, uh, these are the games you got to watch. If you're a casual so- a sports fan, a casual soccer fan, it is worth it. Trust me. When my buddy Adam asked me, that was the best question he could ask. What are the games that I should be watching if I'm not a diehard? World Cup qualifying. Starts on Friday. No excuses. Do the job. Conmebol qualifying on Thursday. A massive match. Now, they're well into it, right? They're already halfway home. More than halfway home. A huge match for Argentina, who right now is on the outside looking in. Keep an eye on that Thursday match in Brazil, who are actually playing very well at the top of the Conmebol group. Conmebol is the toughest group to get out of. No question. So much more difficult than Europe, it's not even funny. There's no comparison. The toughest group to qualify for the World Cup 
is in Calme Bowl. On Thursday, they start their qualifying again, another qualifying round for them. And Argentina's backs are against the wall. they got to go to Brazil. They need a win. Now, I know there's still some room for error, but wow, that is going to be a fantastic game too. Hey, it's time now for a more painful subject. My Galaxy season review because it's over. Wah, wah. Sad trombone time for Dave. My L.A. Galaxy. And you want to know I refer to them at, uh, like that on Twitter because it is my team. I don't buy into this, uh, this false sports talk. Guys who get on their high horse who, do talk, you know, who talk sports. Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean your team? Do you play for them? Shut up. Shut up. If you're a fan of the L.A. Lakers and you spent your whole life spending money on this team and watching them on TV and going to games, you're as big a part of the L.A. Lakers as Tarek Black will ever be. Ever. You're, you don't think you're a bigger part than Huertas will ever be? Stop it. These guys are mercenaries. They're your team. So they're my L.A. Galaxy. And they stunk this year. There, I'll tell you the truth about them. Sorry. You want to hit me up with questions about it or comments at Talk Soccer. My season review, how is it possible that a professional team that played 37 matches, including three playoff games, right, 34 regular season games, three playoff games, lost seven all year out of 37, and the season was terrible? How is that possible? Well, my L.A. Galaxy in 2016 pulled it off with a plum. It was an awful season, and they lost seven games. Now, what does that mean? Well, with a wink and a nod, you can look towards 2017 with some hope. They drew way too many games this season. Way too many. Gave away way too many points. Absurd amount. Unacceptable for a guy like Bruce Arena and this team. There are some positives. Let's start with the positives. Everybody tells me I'm negative all the time. Let's start with the positives. All right? Defensively, often we were very solid. We. Yellow Van Damme, we brought him in from uh, the Belgian, the big central defender. Fantastic signing. Utterly fantastic. Best player we had all season, top to bottom. I don't think there's any doubt of that. Incredible season from Yellow Van Damme. And early, we had some stellar offense. Now, I know that Jossie Zarda's injury derailed us. Look, it's, it's professional sport. You can't make excuses about injuries. They happen to everyone. Move on. Get it done. The negatives, you can't, you can't drop points like that with that many draws. Way too many. We're like the Chicago Fire of a few years ago. Only the Chicago Fire could never win games. They would draw or lose. We just were winning a few games and drawing everything else. And our offense floundered too often at times. Down the stretch, especially the last few games, there was no real stability in this team. I know injuries were a factor in that, but there's also just... They could not find the right connections. Robbie Keane does not connect well with Gio, Gio Dos Santos. Guess who's the future? Yeah, it's Gio. So that begs the question, what now? What now for my LA Galaxy team? And we will talk about that. This is Soccer Weekly. I'm Dave Denholm, and you are listening to ESPN LA 710. So what now for my LA Galaxy moving forward? 2016 is done. They're dumped out of the playoffs and the conference semifinals on PKs to Colorado. What now? Well, here's where they go. They've got a lot of room to maneuver with the designated players, right? Steven Gerrard, goodbye. 
Lovely to see you, Stephen. Take care. You're gone. Robbie Keane is the tough one. Robbie Keane wants to continue to play. His contract is up. Robbie Keane was a shell of himself this season. Now, some of that was injury. Some of that was missing time with the Irish national team. He's done with that. It's a very delicate balance there. What does Bruce Arena do? He's not 31 anymore. He's late 30s. If I'm the GM of the Galaxy, which, by the way, I will be eventually, but if I were now, I shake Robbie Keane's hand, Robbie Keane's hand firmly. I tell him, thank you so much. You were truly one of the greats for the LA Galaxy. You gave us titles. You gave us everything you had. We appreciate it. Thank you. It's time to move on for both of us. That opens up two designated player spots. Then you got to get rid of a lot of dead wood. And by dead wood, I mean, you know, these guys are not bad. They're not bad players. They're just not where the Galaxy need to be. Alan Gordon, Jeff Laurentiewicz, uh, Mike McGee, and a few more. And some of the young guys. Some of these young guys are not cutting it. They're not good enough. And they've had some opportunities. I'm not talking about kids who come up from LA Galaxy 2 for a week or a couple of games. No. But some of these young guys we've seen on this roster now for a few, you're gone. That's what now has to happen on the roster. Now, there's something that has to happen more importantly, and that's with Bruce Arena. I got to know about his attitude if I'm, the, if I'm President Chris Klein. I got to know if he really, really still wants it. This is no disrespect to Bruce Arena. He's one of the greats. He's done so much for the Galaxy and U.S. soccer. He is on the Pantheon or whatever. In the ties on Mount Rushmore of soccer in America. No question. Love him. And if he wants to stick around, he's only 65, right? He's a GM and coach. I get it. It's a lot of work. If he doesn't want to retire, great. If he has the passion to do what I want to demand if I'm Chris Klein, the president of the Galaxy. And here's what I'm demanding. Bruce, we love you. You want to rebuild a little bit this team? You haven't done anything in the last two seasons. If you want to stick around for one more, here's what must happen. Your attitude has to be you better win everything in 2017, and I mean everything. You better go after the Western Conference title to make sure you're in CONCACAF Champions League because of it. And if not that, you better win the Open Cup. And to top off the Western Conference title, you better win the Supporter Shield. And if all else fails, and you better win all of those, you still have to win MLS Cup in the playoffs. All of it. You better go after each and every last one of them like your life depends on it. Because in terms of your job, it does. No more messing around. We can't be resting on our laurels. This is now a couple of seasons of, eh, they're all right. If we're being honest, they're, they're tough to beat, but they're all right. They're not great. And I want to be honest, but I'm tired of that, too. I'm tired of just being, yeah, yeah, we got a decent tee. I think we got a shot. Let's go. Let's get it all. If that's where, if Bruce Arena wants to stick around, I better see a whole lot more attitude. And I'm not talking about the attitude he has toward the media. I'm talking about the attitude of we got to win everything. Every last time on the pitch, every last competition we are in. He owes us that. For all he's done, that's great. couple of seasons of meh, I can't take any more of that. MLS playoffs continue with the conference finals coming up. Now they're off for the window of these 
World Cup qualifiers, but when they do resume, the Eastern Conference is, oh, Canada. My home and native land, Toronto FC and Montreal, the two best teams in the East, as the playoffs shook down. Don't give me this anymore about, well, it's so unfair that the better team with the better record has to play you know, on the road first and come out firing if you're that team. Get the road goals. Remember, it's the road goals count in the two-leg tie. Don't I don't want to hear this whining about oh it's such a disadvantage. Go get some goals on the road. Play for the that's the most disgusting thing about the first round of the playoffs is virtually every road team had no interest in scoring. Especially in the first legs. That's a recipe for disaster. If you're on the road, you got to get that road goal, at least one of them. And if you score two, all the better. It doesn't even really matter at that point how many goals you give up. Go score goals. Colorado versus Seattle in the West. Stinking Rapids. They can't score either. Seattle's going to win that. They're too good. But more importantly, go out and get some goals. They're probably the best four teams overall. Really? Especially the way they're playing, if you're looking at it right now. Giovinco and Josie Altador and Michael Bradley for TFC. That's why you spend big money on designated players. So they can go out and do exceptional things in MLS. And if you don't get that, you're in deep trouble. Toronto has gotten that from all of them. Exceptional play. And that's why Toronto will likely win it all. But their biggest competition is probably Montreal. Who looks so good with Piatti right now. It's going to be a fantastic series. And again, Colorado-Seattle going to be a little more low scoring in all likelihood unless Seattle can kind of get a couple of early goals in that two-leg tie. But I think I, I do believe the Sounders are the better squad now. And Nico Lodero's just been so dynamite. What a signing he was midway through the season. Mario, you know what time it is, brother. It's Toluca Pachuca update time. As we take a look at my two favorite Liga MX squads. Not a lot of activity, much like in MLS at this time, because in Liga MX, getting ready for the Mexican national team, El Tri, to take on the United States in World Cup qualifying. They got two games coming up. So there's none of the Liga MX to worry about. But we'll give you an update of where they're at. Toluca battling right now. They're in that eighth spot. Which is good. That's playoff worthy. Not great. Not great play right now from Toluca. But good. They've been solid. You know they're my favorite. But uh, Pachuca, my second favorite behind the the, uh, Pachuca Bazooka, Irving Lozano. Second in Liga MX right now. Three points back of Tijuana. Who is playing just out of their minds. I still believe Pachuca is the best team in Liga MX currently. So much depth on that side. Got a shout-out from No Way Jose on uh, Twitter, at Talk Soccer. Shout-out to Zlatan. He needs to join your L.A. Galaxy, he says. Hashtag Soccer Weekly Radio. Thank you, Jose. I'd take him. I most certainly would. Yeah, there's some rumblings about that. I'm not buying too much of that right now. There's some rumblings about Wayne Root. Nah. Long shots at best. Long shots. But Pachuca is not a long shot in the uh, Liga MX Apertura. Second right now. So good job them, Toluca Pachuca update. My favorite. And my mother-in-law's favorite part of the show, might I add. My mother-in-law back in Ohio. Yeah, her favorite part of the show. The Toluca Pachuca update. Thank you, Mario. And Mario, by the way, you know what time it is, brother. It's oh, our, yeah. Yeah, it's our favorite time of the show. Stoppage time. That's right. Stoppage time. Did you see the story about Real Madrid superstar Cristiano Ronaldo? 
We all know Cristiano Ronaldo, right? He's a world superstar beyond sports. Signed with Real Madrid through 2021. He reportedly signed a new deal with Nike for life. Some people are saying that deal is worth over, follow me here, one billion, billion with a B, as in, holy cow, that's a billion dollars. That's the reported worth. More than a billion. Man, I bet Portland Timber fans just can't wait to see a 48-year-old Ronaldo playing up top for him, huh? Over right there, yep. Say goodbye, LAFC. He just signed up through 2021. Hey, uh, this has been Soccer Weekly. I'm Dave Denholm. Each and every week here, we break down and work up the world's game. Thanks so much to my man, Mario Rees. If you miss any of it, you know, a few minutes of it, whatever. I know it's a short show, but if you missed any of it, you can podcast it in minutes virtually. Mario gets that thing ready for us. So I appreciate him. Hashtag Soccer Weekly Radio. We continue the conversation all week long on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. If you want to follow me there, again, use the hashtag Soccer Weekly Radio if you want me to find it there as well. This has been Soccer Weekly. Don't forget, World Cup qualifying Friday, the United States hosting Mexico in Columbus. It is a huge one. Hey, coming up next, ESPN LA Rewind with my good buddy Jeff Biggs right here on the home of Soccer Weekly. It's ESPN LA.